the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we are back at it once again. Uh, you doing okay, Larry? Good evening, Dr. Mark. You got Great some energy to be with you again? Yeah, we got, I we got, got lots a lot of, of energy. A lot of stuff to talk about today. So last week we did a recap on Medicare. Uh, Medicare, we so we're, yeah. how far out are we now from open yeah, enrollment? October 15th. So we are really on top of this. Really, we're probably less than three weeks away, right. so, and it runs October 15th to December 7th. Now, are we going to be able to bring some folks on and talk about uh, that? Next week. Next week. We've got the Cigna Medicare people coming on, mm-hmm. just like we had them on last right, year. Right, I recall. And yep. uh, I think we're going to have them next week. Okay. And then the following week, we're going to have some people from a new plan that's in Florida called Devoted Very good. Medicare Very good. Management. All right. I look forward to learning yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. But I did want our listeners, if they have any questions, to make make sure they reach out to us. It's only a few weeks away that we've got to have all the uh, Medicare issues under wraps, and yes. next week we'll we'll revisit. And then two weeks ago we had a, had a good conversation about big the big medicine, like big, the the big players in big medicine, healthcare. big healthcare. Yeah, yeah, and we got a lot of feedback on that because people did. people aren't. Uh, it's sort of like big government; they're not looking for these major players to to really manage the whole yeah. thing. The numbers blow people away. It does. It's, it's just insane. No, I tell you, that's a always the conversation. A billion here, a trillion there. I mean, it's it's all over the place. Yep, yep. So, but we'll you get, know, Dr. Mark, one other thing before we get into our topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from Medicare starting October 15th, right. we've got the new Affordable Care Act, Obamacare yes. enrollment starting November, November. 1 mm-hmm. through January 15th. And they haven't extended that at this point. Right. right. Well, the subsidies are subsidies still in are place extended. through right. 24. But, so but, it's the, just but the a, open enrolment is right. because I don't remember re, he, he pushed it out a few months. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. And, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that represents about 14 and a half million people right now. Yep. That's a lot. Yeah. Yep. So. But we'll talk more about the ACA as we yep. go along. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So we've got a few uh, new topics we want to talk about today. Yeah. I think you brought some some good stuff that we can uh, really uh, get, get off on. But the first one is just, it's kind of funny because this we're heading back into the, the, political season that we don't talk about, but that's we right. can talk about that's right. something that's related. And you always get uh, people's uh, opinions on what the, how they feel about this, how do they feel our president's doing, how they feel about the economy. Well, this is about how do they feel about our health care system. The overall American health care right. system. Yeah. And and the, the headline is the majority of Americans do not approve of the health care system. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little, little peek. It's way more than the majority. It is. It says, in fact, only 12% of Americans say our health care system is handled extremely or very well in the U.S. Right, right. 12%, Dr. Mark. So how how do we break this down? I mean, I mean, I think there's a lot of folks who, who are uninsured 
And, you know, they're yeah. looking at the health care system yeah. as being completely unaccessible. Well, I think part of it, uh, and you can tell me if you believe this or not, but I think part of it, we're still coming out of the pandemic. Sure. And we're still seeing 400 deaths a day in America. Right. Uh, and and yet uh, when they query these people, I think part of why is the health care system unacceptable or not highly rated right. mm-hmm. Uh, probably goes back to the frustrating piece that we went through with COVID. Yeah, it could be. And and to your point, COVID has personally affected so many people and outcomes, good, bad, or or indifferent might set people off to feel like, well, if we had a better health care system, this wouldn't have happened. I mean, I mean, I don't agree with that. Well, the the issue is, were we really prepared for a pandemic? Right, right. Well, you know, and I mean, and that's a whole other debate that I'm sure we're going to be talking about for years. But the reality is that that could be maybe this was just a really bad time to do this survey. Yeah. You know, well, you know, I think a couple things let me throw out there. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we all know and this show is all about navigating the American healthcare system is extremely frustrating. Sure. We know that. And number two, nearly eight out of 10 that were queried in this panel said that they are concerned about getting quality access to health care when they need it. Right, right. And it is. I'd like the, you know, a deeper dive on that. I mean, I wonder mm-hmm. how much of that is from experience versus what they get presented in the yeah. media. Yeah. And what it, because we do. We talk about the access to health care yeah. has been yeah. a top, top-notch issue for decades. And health equities prime and center. Right. right. Yeah. So, so in an area where we've got, you know, people that are unemployed or have, decided to step out of the workforce and they don't have the, the income coming in, this becomes more of a concern. And right. you know, whether they're going to have government coverage or no coverage. Right. So I, and I think the, the additional piece is the employers who have covered their, their, their employees for so many years, they're stressed and have had to buy plans that don't cover as much. Right. So right. You, you end out having that trickle down effect is, yep. you know, the, the client doesn't really get mad at the employer. The client just gets mad That's because right. What do you mean my it's copay went up? Yeah, what do you mean exactly. I can't get in for yeah. so long? So And that's 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 normal this day and time. Sure, sure. But you know, I thought one other thing is when they did this survey that among adults that they surveyed, women were more concerned about getting quality care than men at fifty three to forty two percent. Well, you know, when we market for for where services go, the, the big hospitals talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. They market to the women in the to household. The women. Yep. And again, we're not differentiating, you know, making any discrimination right. against one gender or another, but the habits for Americans today, the the maternal part of the household decides what hospital mm-hmm. you go to. And whether or not that's, that's true. because of increased utilization. Uh, I mean, you can sit and talk about it all day long about how people's, how they engage in health care changes by their, by by so many factors, by their education level, by their race, by their gender. And in this case, what, what the marketing folks will tell you time and time again is if you want someone to buy into a system in healthcare, mm-hmm. you're going to approach the women. Well, you know, it's interesting. And that is very interesting. Uh, I would have not realized that mm-hmm. women are more concerned than men. I would have thought it's pretty even. Well, when you start looking at things like people who travel to have something done, okay? Mm-hmm. So if, if you're going to set up a a destination place to serve some specialty. Okay. 
Well, as it turns out, I mean, this has been done for... You're talking about your centers of excellence, basically. Well, even more specifically, like a real procedure, like here in Orlando, uh, we have a robotic prostatectomy group that is, you know, world-renowned, right? Right. And they'll they'll have people that literally travel in from all over the country, all over the the world. Yeah, okay. Okay, so if you had that organ-specific thing and said, you know, we had something for women that was laid out the same way, let's say hysterectomy. And hysterectomy is one of the most common operations done in America, right? Mm -hmm. And more common than prostatectomy. Yep. But nobody's traveling for that because the relationship the the patients have is different, right? And that's... So we see this in the United States, for good or for bad. I mean, this is just simple observation. That relationship towards healthcare for the w- women is more personable, or more personal. Sorry, more personal. Yep. And whereas the the male is more likely to be the executive that can pick up and take right. off right. and not worry about it. And I mean, it's it's one of those inequalities that has a very defined outcome when we look at healthcare and things yep. like. Do I travel yeah. to go see the quote unquote expert right. or am I more comfortable staying at home because I know this doctor right and and the guys don't have that much stick to that side yeah. and as, we're fortunate right. in Orlando where we've got a very extremely right. robust healthcare system right and but it still yeah. it still plays out that way it's a personality yeah. thing and again you know as a disclaimer not comparing one side being better or worse than the other right. but this is absolutely a gender-specific observation that has been tried and true for decades. Interesting. Well, let me throw a couple things out here, too. When it comes to this survey, uh, the concern was when it comes to prescription drug costs, the quality of care at nursing homes, Hmm. and mental health care and how it's being handled. Only 6% of Americans said that these services are done well. All right. Well, then I think that's – we'll go back to the first point that you made is this – that's COVID. Yeah, okay, that's that, COVID. Because yeah, yeah. all the all the disasters that occurred in the nursing homes early on, very heavily publicized, yep. appropriately yep. so. Yep. I mean, raises your concern no matter who you are, whether right. you have a loved right. one in that situation, that's right. whether you see yourself in that situation coming up or whatever it is, yep. you feel like, well, what the heck was going on there that, that this many oversights could actually happen? Right. And then when we look into drug cost, a lot of it's supply. Yeah. And, oh, it is. Yeah, and yeah. and yeah. you know, yeah. and then mental health. We talk yeah. about every week Supply about the and access yeah. in the rural areas. And I think a lot of yeah. people read what we talk about with mental health as being such an increase. Yeah. One of the arguments back is, yeah, it's been this huge increase in volumes towards uh, accessing mental health. Mm-hmm. But all that tells me is that it was woefully depressed before. Exactly. And so I can absolutely see that that news feed, yeah. which is accurate. I'm not. I'm not right. blasting. Right. That news feed is going to make. Most of us think, well, this isn't as good as it can be. Yeah. So, and and I thought the other thing that kind of surprised me: eighty mm-hmm. percent of the people that took this survey said that they were concerned about getting access to quality care when they needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Eighty percent. Yeah, that I, you that's know, you, a big number. That is a big number. You wonder what the demographics of the group were yeah. because yeah. I have to feel like okay. We'll take a metropolitan area like we live in. Yeah. I I have to feel that people know they can access healthcare. They can walk into. I mean, we're way overrun in emergency rooms. Exactly. We've got urgent cares every left, you know, every corner. So that if you define that as access, however, Larry, if what I'm trying to do is schedule my colonoscopy or go in for my yearly exam, 
I might be waiting a couple of months. Exactly. So kind of looking looking at those yeah. two things, and, it's, and, it's how the how the person that's writing the survey defines yeah. access and to that, health. Well, and that goes right back to the, the demand on primary care is exactly what you're talking about. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah but and, you're right. It's two, three months out. Yep. And when we look at all these companies, when we talked about big health care a couple of weeks ago, that are getting into that space, they're getting into yep. that space because oh, yeah. of surveys like this and people saying, I don't have access well, you know what? Literally, yeah. at every pharmacy that you go to is now going to have a primary care doc. Right. The problem is that business model won't work. Yep. That's yep. just not, it's not going to carry itself. Yeah. Unless, well, it's not continuity of care. Well, so no. It, oh, well, right. that throws that out the door. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, no doubt. And yeah. So, yeah. so will that give patient satisfaction? I don't think it will. I don't either. And will that pay for itself? Yep. And I'm going to tell you, it absolutely won't pay for itself. However... If you link that to the profit side mm-hmm. of the other things these companies are doing, if they think that they're bringing clients in that are going to use their pharmacy or their other facilities for stuff, I mean, if you think that's the angle, well, you might be subsidizing medical care. Yep. So if we if if medical care, primary care becomes a subsidized profession, that is going to really mess people up. Yeah, They are yep. not – you're not going to get that feel – for the, you said the, that who you're going to see every time you go in and worse right. yet, who's going to want to be the physician that right. takes that role? Yeah. Because you talk to the, you talk to students that are, going in, that are going into medicine, like I obviously get to do a lot. They're not looking to have some type of experience where they're not impactful, where they're not part yeah. of a, a patient's not, not, you know, patient, part of their journey. Right. You know? And so I, I don't see that. I don't see that flying, yeah. Larry. Yeah. You know, Dr. Mark, when we come back from our break, we're going to continue talking about how Americans don't approve of the U.S. healthcare system, but we're going to drop into, we're going to talk about single payer system versus capitalism in Uh-oh. healthcare. All right, hot topics. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found us back in studio. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we just... uh, we're going to continue the conversation yep. that we did for the last segment, talking about this survey yep. and how Americans are genuinely not satisfied yep. with their health care plan. And we, we closed by talking about primary care and talking yes. about these newish primary care networks yep. that that big health care has brought to the table. Yep. And, I, you know, is this 
this is that's not the cure, Larry. No, it's not. Well, if you recall, thirty percent of primary care by twenty twenty five will be um, with part of the, with with the main people that are throwing a lot of money into it. Right, right. The, the venture capitals, the large groups. I mean, that's the prediction. That's three and ten. But you know, when you turn yeah. around and see when groups like Amazon work for it, and then Walgreens, the, then, CVS, Health, they, but then they turn Walmart, around and yeah. say, uh, "We're not going to do Amazon Care." Yeah, and yeah. I can yeah. see that happening. I mean, Walgreens, but and then CBS, they turned around and bought One Medical. They did, but that yeah. that's yeah. A, it's a different model. It like is a completely different yeah. model. That's right. But but you look at CBS and and uh, Walgreens, they've done this before. That's right. They started this years ago, yep. and and yep. everybody kind of the the physicians started screaming about it, right. and they 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 ended up putting physician extenders yep. in place. So so I don't know that this is a new model. They're just taking another swing at it because they think the market might be ripe now. And I just, I don't believe that it is. Well, you know, I think it's interesting when you talk about primary care, you can't help but talk about ER visits. Sure. And last year in America, there were 143 million ER visits. And Dr. Mark, only 12% of those ER visits ended in a hospitalization. Sure. I mean, that's what does that the, say? I mean, that's the biggest waste on our healthcare dollar. Unbelievable, and and yep. a huge amount of that yep. is coming from government supported yep. systems, right? Because right? it's always that catch twenty two when we talk about someone comes into an ER and didn't need to be there. Where does the money yep. go, and where does it come from? So if they're if they're a commercially insured client, they're probably getting paid. Yeah. The the hospital's getting paid. Oh, it's getting paid. And so at and, enormous and, rates, by right. the way. And and when the when the hospital comes back and says, you know, I mean, are can they legitimately say, We don't want you to come to the ER, we want you to do something else? Because if they even go to an urgent care center, they're paying the commercial insurers are paying way right. less. Yep. So there's a little bit of shadiness there until yep. uh, you know, yep. what's what is the motivation of the hospital right. to decrease ER visits. Yeah, and those rates that you're talking about and where does the bill go end up in the premium of what we pay for health care. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, it all yeah. comes back. It like, all comes back. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nobody's yeah. – n- no individuals are benefiting right. from this. Right. The individuals are paying more for it, you know, be that through your taxes if, if it's a government system or, yeah. or your premiums if it's not. Yeah. So, so it isn't – I mean, w- even when we get back to that very raw idea of the $4.6 trillion that health care costs – like, where is that money ending out? And when we lower that number, who is it helping, yeah. right? And I think that's something that, that gets brushed over because yeah. it's just this one giant number of, of what it costs. Like, when we talk yeah. about what the military costs, right. we know where that money comes from exactly. and where it goes. That's right. It's tra- we, we That's really transparent. Yeah. The healthcare system yeah. is so convoluted that it's difficult to yeah. see see yeah. those those changes. And in the military, as you well know, most of those services are fixed cost. Yep, yep. Or or, yeah. the, or they're they're they the go, government they go just through, tells right. you how much they're going to pay. Right, right. That's yeah. Pretty oh, much yeah. It. Oh, you mean yeah, their yeah. Con- contracts yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Right. Yeah, right. but but you do it. It is. It's a, it's not nearly as confusing. And yeah. and they're you know they're two, yeah. two the two largest parts of our national our national yeah. expenditures. Right, and you know. To, to take this further, Dr. Mark, when we're talking about the unsatisfaction of right. our healthcare system, and then we bring in, well, should it be a single payer healthcare system right. or should it be private healthcare? Do you realize that four in 10 Americans support a single payer system, but almost 60% 
of adults between the age of 18 and 49 believe that. When you get over age 50, people don't want a single-payer tax system. Which is crazy, or sing, because, uh, single-payer health care yeah, system. single-payer, and, yeah. and that's at age 50 to 64, but right. yet at 65, they're in know, a single-payer. I know, that's what I was going to say, so it doesn't seem crazy? to make sense. Yeah. Well, I yeah. would say in the younger, I mean, this is not simple stuff, Larry. No. Okay? This is almost a question that you can't ask because, and I'm not to be insulted. It's, this is confusing, Larry. We, we come, we talk about it every week. I mean, if there's actually a need for what we do, it's because this is such a confusing system. That's right. So if you just go out there and it's survey, we're on the air, Dr. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's right. And uh, I don't know. Some of the listeners might, might wonder why we're on the air, but, exactly. but, but, but if we're listening out there, that is the confusing part. And if you go in and lay out a question like that, I don't know yeah. that most of us in the United States really know how to answer it, know, know yeah. what it even is. Yeah. I mean, what is it, Larry? I mean, are, we, we are a single-payer system when well, it comes to the government. there are many unintended consequences to a single-payer system. Oh, for sure. We, and yeah. most people don't even know what those are. No, yeah, we'll, we can, we'll do a whole show okay. on, on, yeah. on that. Yeah. Because when we look at two different things, we look at single-payers and we look at single source yeah. building yeah. right so it's right. from two right. different directions exactly and and i think that's part of the confusion and we'll, we'll have yeah. to clear yeah. that up on on another yeah. day but yeah i mean this this was great i mean it was it was interesting to get some of those things out there it's you know just yet yeah. yet another survey and if it was if it wasn't such a huge number you know 86 yeah. percent that that don't fall into a category of being satisfied yeah. Yeah. it wouldn't be much to talk yeah. about but but i think you're right yeah. right off the bat you're right That's about it, 250 it has, of the 330 million americans yeah exactly are exactly. unhappy I mean, it, with it, our system well if you yeah. i mean you know we got a deep dive mm-hmm. on it'd be it'd be yeah. interesting to know exactly where they got their information as far yeah. as geographically yeah. but i think like i say yeah. you were right when you came out out of the box and said you know this is a post pandemic yep survey yep Yep. And people are scared. They're they've spent a lot of money. Yep. You know, they could it could be boiled down to just yeah, that. A lot of uncertainty. And the last thing I want to talk about uh-huh. this, even though we talk about single payer versus, uh, you know, a capitalistic right. free enterprise system, fifty eight percent of Americans believe that you should be able to have access to a health insurance plan that anyone can purchase at any time. Well, we do. I don't, thought that was interesting. Yeah, but don't well, we have now that? with the ACA? We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, and and I guess you could argue with the ACA, there's still re- there's still restrictions. Right. I mean, we, right. you know, you there still are. have to have to qualify, and there and those restrictions look a lot like you would expect because they're government restrictions. Right. And so, but that that is that is kind of interesting. That is kind of interesting. But but I think that was the whole idea that Obama had with this ACA because he was so focused on the website. You know, in his mind, he's thinking, you know, people today like to shop online. So let's shop for your health care online. That's right. And and that's essentially what you're doing. And, and then all the providers, we all, we're yeah, all well, online. I mean, for instance, when you turn 65, the only way you can get Medicare yep. is if you apply online. Oh, yeah. There's no phone call. <laughs> you, can't, you can't you can't that's fax right. anybody. That's right. You know, I mean, that's right. And, and I think the uh, it's kind of funny because the. Faxes are still being used all through healthcare yep. because supposedly yep. m- the most they're the most secure um, as far as the transmission portion of it. Right. But uh, but I don't know. It's but not on the be other long. end, is it HIPAA compliant? Yeah, I think well, that's no, one that's of the thing. big issues. It depends on where that. That's why I say on the trans who has transmission, to that fax but who machine? has access to the machine when that's it's right. sitting by the water cooler? Yep. But but yeah, it won't be it won't be long. Like because yep. we didn't, you know, in my office we did electronic. 
yeah. faxing, which yeah. isn't faxing anymore. Probably e prescribing and everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. so it really is kind of kind of ridiculous that we're still still using those technologies. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's see if we can move on to the next yeah. topic here and get started before uh, before the break. You know, we've talked numerous times over the last year and a half, Doctor Mark, about medical debt. Yes, it's such an issue today. And as of we speak, a hundred million people in America have some type of U.S. medical debt. Right. And at one point in time, fifty percent of all adults had an average medical debt of over five thousand. Yep. Yeah, I think it was like almost seven grand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look at that number and we compare that, it just makes me think of this this recent student loan relief yep. plan, yep. right? So so in the student loan relief plan, because it's kind of similar numbers in the amount of total dollars that are out there, mm-hmm. but this debt is debt that is, it's not the same thing as a loan. It, if there's debt there, people are having trouble paying it back. Exactly. They didn't take out a loan. These are This was for something they didn't expect, That's right. and now they have this debt. That's right. And they're, you know, the, the, the chance of it all getting paid is very low. Yep. And, and one of the biggest things in medical debt, obviously, is advanced imaging cost. Right. And very you know what yeah. slays me about that, Dr. Mark? What's that? If you do your homework, you can get an MRI. And if your copay is 20%, it's going to cost you about 100 bucks. Right. If, if, if you, you go, go to, to the hospital, center. it's going to cost you $1,200. Well, I mean, I've had some, some, uh, family experience with this just recently okay like if you go see a doctor who's employed by the hospital i I think that they they truly believe it when they say well you know you need to do it here because of this this and this i mean i i don't think they're i i think they're either appropriately brainwashed or they really believe it online it systems that they get quick access to the to the films right but I'll tell you, my experience with the outpatient centers is they have them read so fast, and they're yeah. they're at a size where they can reach out to the provider that sends it, yeah. and they can they can call them on the phone. And and when you try to make an appointment with any of the the big hospital systems, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not it's not personal. It's certainly not personalized. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's it's kind of a mess. And then, as you say, you're going to pay. Um, yeah. A magnitude more for that for that service. Yeah. Well, you know, we've had many examples of people getting bills, and that surprise billing act I think has helped. But again, the average medical debt per debtor in the U.S. last year was twenty one thousand six hundred dollars. Doctor Mark. Really? Wow, that's it. That was the average. That's, that's a big up. number. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Well, you, you said you were talking mm-hmm. about the the uh, surprise billing. Yeah. Well, we don't know what the impact of that has been yet. Not yet. No, it's we, only I mean, been out since right. January. Yeah, and we yep. have no yep. idea That's right. because remember, there's a there's a same same yep. same act out there saying that the yep. hospitals yep. have to post their yep. post their prices, and we're yep. not even eleven percent of the groups are yep. doing it. In fact, I had a conversation with a hospital person, and I thought it was interesting the way that they laid this out. Mm-hmm. Some of these non-hospital contracted employees like ER. Right. What they're telling people now when they get a bill that they want to bill at their rates versus the in-network rate, Uh they tell them they're in-network. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're playing that game. Uh, I see, I see. So that wipes out the entire legislation of surprise billing where you can't bill more than what you would pay if you were in network. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be it. That would yeah. be a, an upfront way because I think the issue with the surprise billing part is it's going to require recognition and action yeah. after yeah. things occur. 
And really, anything is, that is done after the care has been delivered mm-hmm. is really tough to change around, right? That's right. That's and so, right. I mean, I think that's, that's where I get lost there. Yeah. Well, you know, the one thing I think that we can look forward to, there is legislation being proposed that medical debt cannot be reported to your credit report for one year. You right. remember that? Yes, yeah. And, and that has not gone into effect yet. Right. I think it's 2024. Yeah, but I, a year's not enough, though. No. And, no. you know, with the student loans, it's not – it doesn't go there exactly. at all. And exactly. I think I think it should just fall into that because, really, what – who are we hurting there by making that happen? Yeah. I mean, you're not I, – I, I think people are, are still going to try to pay off their debt. I don't think they're just going to let it yeah. sit because yeah. of that yeah. because if that was – if it was as simple as that, they weren't paying anyway. Yeah. Dr. Mark, we run out of time on yep. this network. I mean, on this uh, the segment, out, yeah. segment, but we'll continue talking about this when we come back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back. This is Dr. Mark. I've got Larry Jones with me. We were just finishing up a discussion about medical debt. And I think, you know, the, the takeaway is when when you're engaged in the healthcare system, um, if you have the opportunity to make the decision of where you do it, that's right. we, we sort of direct you. I mean, when you need the ER, you need the ER. That's right. If you're having symptoms of stroke, chest that's pain, right. difficulty right. breathing, go to I the mean, ER. you go into the that's ER. Right. That's right. And when you can go to an urgent care, yep. and, and typically you know that when you think, you know, if my doctor's office was open, I'd go see them right now. Right. And so that's kind of an urgent care type of visit. That's exactly right. right. And then if you go see your physician and, and there are tests that are ordered, yep. you know, you can let them know that, hey, I want this done. I don't want to do I it. I want to go I'm to paying. X, which yeah, is an right. independent imaging center. Yeah. Yep. I, or, right. I, or I'm looking at the cost here yep. because I don't think that – that people realize when they go in and see their doctor, we have no idea That's what right. your insurance is. You don't know is. what you're covered. And not and, only and that. even if you knew it was Cigna, it's not, you don't know what your coverage and, is. And it's not part of the concept of what yeah. the physician's concerned about. No. no They're we're, concerned we're, about getting exactly, the test done. Exactly. Yeah. And now yeah. there, there are folks that get really upset when you say, we're going to do this, this, and this. And they say, well, how much is that going to cost? Yeah. And you answer like, well, that kind of depends on you need to yeah. talk to your insurance. But that's the truth, Larry, yeah. because... We're not supposed – you don't want to walk in and, and me to take care of you based on how much I'm going to get paid. Exactly. And and let's say you've got crappy insurance. I'm going to take care of you just like if you have that's the right. best insurance. Yeah, that's right. And one of the ways you make sure of that is by staying out yep. of it. Yep. However, that information is available. Yep. 
and you have to do some work. And I, I think yeah. that's the thing. What people's dissatisfaction with our healthcare system is you cannot be successful if you're just a passive part of the system. That's right. If you just say, yep. here I am, take care of me. You've got to have some pro. I know that yeah. people don't want well, to hear this, you but you need to do it. Application. A couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I needed an ultrasound. Yep. And the physician ordered the ultrasound at the hospital down the street. Easy to do. And I said to him, "Isn't there an independent imaging center right across the street? Why can't I go there?" He yeah. said, "Sure, you can." Right. And he wrote the order for that. Right. Saved me a ton of money. Well, but we t- you got to know. We talk about Epic. Yeah. Talk about yep. EMR yep. Epic. So yep. our our two hospitals are now. Fully, fully on, right yep. on mm-hmm. Epic. Epic, it's super easy to write up. I can be in my office. I can write up the order, mm-hmm. but you know where that's going to the system. Yes, that's right. Yes, and so and then they're so, going to direct that referral. So now, as a physician, it's now yet again even easier for me. So the answer here is the hospitals can't charge those facility fees. And one of one of the hospital systems yeah, actually yeah. doesn't. They've actually dropped their facility fees on the ur- yeah, uh, yeah. In, in the urgent care centers on the on the That's outpatient, outpatient yeah on yeah. the outpatient right. yeah. So and they'll tell you. I mean, my my experience with them is that they've been very proactive in saying, you know, you can make an appointment and go. Yeah. It, it literally is across the street, yeah, yeah, and do this without without that, that. Well, you know, I think it's interesting. I I truly don't believe that even hospital physicians care where it's done, although they may be pressured by their system to refer to in-system services. I mean, so long as you know the person that's reading that, and and we know a lot of those independent radiologists. Absolutely. And and if if there's one and you've had an experience and you're like, you know what, I didn't didn't like the report, then you don't send to them. But but you know, it's just like a restaurant. You know, that's right. if the service is good and don't, you know where you're going, yeah, and you go. Yeah, if yeah. not, don't go there. Yeah. So, yeah. but so, literally, in but this you got to try it. Though. Yeah. In this instance, I knew we're an independent imaging exactly. center. It was literally directly across the street from yep. the hospital. Yep. Yeah, and and one of the hospital systems bought up one of the biggest independent groups. They did, and they did. They, they they kept it down. And that was the screen was oh great now we're paying hospital rates at this outpatient yep. center, yep. That's right. and that's not the case. And interestingly, they use their in-hospital radiologists. So the radiologists are getting paid in two different ways, you know, and yep. so yep. so or getting reimbursed. I shouldn't say they're yep. getting paid that that the, the insurance companies are reimbursing yep. for the same yep. service. And that's the way it is everywhere yep. else. That's the way it is for me. I get exactly. paid different ways depending on what exactly. insurance you have. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I think the message here is. Make sure you know how to access health care at the right place, mm-hmm. at the right time, yep. at the right uh, for the right amount of money. Yep. And and, yep. and you yep. can you can rely on a lot of people to help you with that. You can. I mean, l- can. listen to what we say. Yep. Talk to your doctor, because as you pointed out, the physician may not be thinking that first off, yep. you know, thinking that's about right. getting through that, getting through that charting, getting through all the things. Yeah, but if right. you say, hey, I hear that I can save a lot of money if I go somewhere else. Can I do that? Exactly. You know, and there may be some procedures that are just too too much. And but, independent but, physicians are more focused on that. Oh, for sure. Because they know what their assets are in a five-mile radius well, of their practice. To be fair, they've taken the time to vet these groups. That's right. And these groups, they market to the and physicians. And they build relationships with exactly. them. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And so and it's the same, you know, it's actually the same thing for labs. Yep, you know, it is. And yep. and the you know pathology. If you have something done, if if you have surgery at the hospital, mm-hmm. then you're going to pay yep. inpatient yep. pathology rates. Yep. And if you're at an outpatient surgery center, 
you need to ask because yeah. they yeah. may send stuff yeah. to the hospital when you're going to yeah. pay hospital rates, or they may send it to one of the yeah. other labs. And if you yeah. know, you know, if the physician knows who they like to deal with, it, yeah. it, it works. I'm glad you mentioned labs because in before the end of the year, we're going to have one of our newest lab partners, Bioreference, mm-hmm. actually on the show. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. They can kind of tell us. Yeah. See, and, I, and I don't know much about them, so right. I, I would right. be I wouldn't be inclined to yeah. jump in that direction until I learn exactly what they do, yeah. what what their yeah. what their exactly. aspects are. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. Well, I think we have knocked that one pretty much we down. Have. Let's. We wanted to uh, spend uh, probably the rest of the show talking about the 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 main diseases yep. that are responsible for mortality, you know, for deaths yep. in the United States. And I don't think any. This is this is a report from the World Health Organization. Actually, I yes. think it's worldwide, isn't it, Larry? It is. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's a, a worldwide, worldwide survey. Worldwide yep. survey mm-hmm. saying that that we can pick just this. Less than a handful of diseases that account yep. for three quarters of all the deaths in in, in the yep. world, yep. and I mean, I think without even taking a look, most of us we know come what up they with are. The list, right? Yeah. Heart disease, mm-hmm. diabetes, and cancer. Right, and, and we we talk about that a lot. We t- we talk about the the need for for having you know good good follow up for your cardiologist. Yep. We talk about how difficult long-term care for diabetes is and how important it is to, yep. to maintain. Yep. I mean, you just can't slip slip up. Yep. Well, I think a couple of things that's interesting. These three diseases, heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, they're considered non-communicable diseases, sure, as you course. well know, Dr. Right, Mark. Right. But those diseases, non-communicable diseases, were responsible for 17 million adults' deaths last year. Uh, and one person dies from this every 70 seconds in America. Yeah, from one of those. One well, of those. One of those. Yep. That that yeah that make that it's that's crazy. the right math. That's and the then right we math. know that diabetes represents about thirty percent of people in America have diabetes. diabetes. Yep, yep. Type yeah. one or type two? Sure. Yeah, type two diabetes. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Mainly well, one. Mainly, yeah, two, mainly right? two. Mainly yeah, two. Mainly two. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and so what's the can, answer here, Doctor Mark? Well, I mean, I think it's always going to represent that kind of percentage, right? And I yep. think that the issue becomes. Uh, when, when we look, we didn't mention cancer in that little, little follow up. When we talk about yep. cancer survival, we know that for the majority of cancers, the cancer survival has mm-hmm. improved. So longevity has improved. Mm-hmm. Um, but are we ever going to get that down to zero? I mean, yep. like, well, I will you know. tell you the uh, the World Health Organization and the U.S. the U.N. and our our American U.S. system has a goal by 2030 to slash that 17 million deaths a year by a third. Right, and I think it got a lot of news when they reported that the average lifespan of an American went ro- down went about down, uh, which, which 14 I, months, right? Yeah, Something which like I, that. Well, I, yeah, which I think is a little bit of a, a numbers trick. but It is. But, it is. Uh, yeah. but it does raise some awareness. And, I mean, if you look at the things that – so how are we going to bring the, the cancer death rate down? So that's going to be technology. Yeah. It's going to be – Pharma, yeah. you know, it's going to be thing, yeah. things, things like because, that. Because I mean, really, one of the biggest issues was smoking, and that's down to less than fifteen percent of America. In yeah, in the U.S. In the but, U.S., but yeah. we do have, yeah. and, and we look at the younger groups that are bouncing back into it, yep. and you worry about what that rebound effect is going to be. But, but, and then if you look at if you look at diabetes, it's it's absolutely management. It's right. that longitudinal management that's so important, and I would say. There's really not a group of individuals bound together by by a disease mm-hmm. that can benefit more from frequent yeah. visits to their primary care doc. 
or to their endocrinologist, yep. whoever's helping manage them. Yep. Because that that is so clear. If you just look at mm-hmm. the number of visits, now not the yep. number of ER visits, right, right. the number of scheduled visits, yes. you can predict what somebody's A1C is looking like. Exactly. And if you look at their A1C and you see that it's not like a roller coaster, that it's pretty flat and it's a good number, they're going to have a tremendously better yep. chance of avoiding all these things because you don't mm-hmm. literally... Typically, you don't die of diabetes. Right. You die of right. all the things all the complications, that are complications of diabetes, right. the comorbidities, and, yeah. and that and that folds over it's into the heart point. disease piece. Exactly. Well, right? you know, there's another one that I thought was interesting. Eight million people died last year for two reasons: too much alcohol consumption and lack of physical activity. Doctor Mark. Eight million. Eight million. Interesting, interesting. That's in, uh, lack of physical activity. Can't you get off the couch and go walk around the block? <laughs> well, I mean, I think that the definition is, is I mean, there's a lot of overlap there, too. So There heart, is. So, yep. so alcohol can affect the heart. Yep. And yep. certainly lack of exercise in the cardiovascular system, that, that's, that's the problem. So the yep. question is we always get, the question I always get asked is, what's the minimum amount of time I can spend on the treadmill per week and stay healthy. Well, don't they recommend 20 minutes a day, something well, some, like that? Some, yeah. But, but, yeah. but there's there's 20 minutes on the elliptical or on the treadmill, and there's right. 20 minutes on the elliptical or the treadmill. So I got you. you can't yeah. just get on and yeah. start the clock and watch TV and not break a sweat. Yeah. So that sounds really great, mm-hmm. but but there's more to it than that. And, yeah. and, and that's why people get frustrated because you can imagine you, you don't lose weight doing those things. Right. You lose right. weight by adjusting your diet. Hopefully you build your cardio a little bit by doing those but, things. But not if you don't, if you're just walking at a pace and not elevating your heart true, rate and not, not working, not marking up a sweat. Yeah. I mean, just e- easily, yeah. you know, not working up a sweat, then you're not doing anything true, different. True. You're just wasting another 20 minutes. Well, you know, this is a World Health Organization survey and they estimate that 40 million lives would be saved each year by just doing some of these basic things every day, Dr. Mark. Yeah, there's no question. That's there's a no lot question. of people. I mean, there, there are things out there. Talk about low-hanging yeah. fruit. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it reminds me of the discussion about, you know, trauma deaths and car accidents mm-hmm. and the number of lives that would be saved if we just changed the age that you can get a driver's license by one year. Wow. Now, that's a that's a incredibly unpopular topic. Yep. But it's a it's a finite number. Yep. You can define that just by yep. looking at the last ten years and say this is how many deaths. Well, it's we interesting. Would, we would you know, in Florida, you can get your learner's permit at 15. fifteen. In many states, you can't get your learner's permit till you're sixty. No, there are some there are some yeah. states that already you can't get yeah. anything till since you brought up yeah. the driving right. thing. Right. Yep. Of course, then you know we got we got to make sure we get up and take our kids to practice. Yep. That'll be the deal. You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare. Our website is BehindHealthCareNow.com. That's BehindHealthCareNow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. 
Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios, and we're here on our last segment. We're going to talk, let's jump back to that, the big players in healthcare. Okay. There's, yep. the, there's always going to be a topic we can, yep. uh, we can go yep. over with that. But let's jump into yeah. that, Larry. Okay, yeah, there was a an announcement this past week that Walmart and United Health Group, which you know is the largest healthcare p- uh, provider in the country, have announced in a the ten- world. Well, in the uh, okay, in the world, yeah, <laughs> yeah. have announced a ten year engagement that will bring these two giant organizations together to support Medicare Advantage. They're actually going to roll out a plan next year called Walmart Health Virtual Care. And a United Healthcare Medicare Advantage Walmart Flex plan. Wow! So, so, so now we got somebody else getting into the right, MA business. Right. Now United's already in the MA business. Oh no! Well, well, this yeah. is this is a way for them to select where their beneficiaries. That's exactly buy stuff. right. So, yep. Yep. so now we know that just like with Aetna, you're going to go to CBS for your drugs. That's right. Here, you're yep. going to go to. Walmart, because Walmarts have, have pharmacies. Yep. And you're going to be able to get medical products mm-hmm. and some of the durable medical products, some of the disposable medical products, yep. all through yep. Walmart. Well, this is starting in early 2023, which is just a few months away. And they're going to start with 15 Walmart locations in Florida and Georgia. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah well, that, isn't that the concentration? Is Walmart more a Southeastern thing? I know uh, they're, I know they're Walmart worldwide. Walmart has about. I think it's two thousand stores nationally. Yeah, right in that yeah, neighborhood. I might up. be wrong about that. Yeah, I but. remember back in the late eighties mm-hmm. uh, when I was with another company, Walmart was one of my customers, and yep. at that point in time, they only had like three hundred stores. Yep, yep. They've grown that much in that yeah, period well, of time. Yeah, well, I mean, and Sam's yep. Sam's yep. is a sort of a part of that yep. system. I wonder if they're yep. going to fit into that. Yeah, but that is a way to, and when you look at United. They're going to be able to control their costs by being part of the supply chain, right? Yes, yes. And I'd be interested to see what that engagement, yep. you know, how that works. Yeah. Well, I consider this as just another MA plan, but it's going to be a narrow network. Yeah. They're going to utilize the primary care networks of Walmart. Yeah. Well, I think I think you they're know. going to utilize yeah. a lot of product stuff too. True. I mean, I true, think that true. that's going to play out. But yeah. but who knows? Once you once you get started there, you, you, you may be. Sam's may turn into Sam's United. I mean, you never Who knows? know what's going to yeah. happen next. And, you know, on top of that, you're talking about the big boys. Aetna's yep. planning to reenter the Affordable Care Act, the ACA, beginning November 1, in four more states, bringing their total footprint to 12 states. And if you remember, several years ago, Aetna got out of the uh, Affordable Care yep. Act business, the Obamacare, because they claimed they were just losing too much money. Yeah, and Blue Cross Blue Shield did as well, right? But yeah. they came back. Well, United a year did later. too. Yeah, yeah, they're all back in it now. Right, right. Yeah, even Cigna. Now, Aetna, I, Aetna I... actually eg- exited in 2018, and then now they're back in it in 2023. So they've been yeah, out at five years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Well, I wonder, uh, you know, what what is what's yeah. changed? Like, I mean, I don't, well, I don't what changed is Aetna and CVS Health has brought to forefront their 1,100 CVS Minute Clinics. Right. And they're also on-demand virtual care. That's where this is all coming from. 
Right, but it's it's that idea of okay, so now they're looking like oh, we have control of part of the delivery system now. That's right. So can is that going to still work? Because if the system's not good, you know, if you can cut your loss yeah. down instead of losing, you know, a thousand dollars per client, you can lose ten dollars yeah. per client. Exactly, you're still losing. You're still losing. So, and again, so I, I think this goes right back to what you said early, Doctor Mark. Is all this consolidation and and uh, you know, collaboration of primary care really going to help the system? Right. I think you had a great point there. Yeah, yeah. The, talk, the, the Taco Bell syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after yeah, after, yeah. after we had we had our uh, producer come and tell us exactly what movie I was talking about, but that was that was a good one. But yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. no no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we uh, let's see. We're sort of talking about your Medicare benefits yeah. earlier yeah. today, yeah. and on on a number of shows in the past, we have discussed the increase in cost per year coming right out of your social security check yep. if you are on for Medicare, Medicare for Medicare and yeah. and we we talked about Aldehelm being responsible yep. for a portion of that increase it was $11 of that 14.6% increase right so it was about half right yeah, about, about, about yeah. half of that's it that's right about half and then the feds turned back around and CMS turned around and said well we're not we will pay for Aldehelm but we're not going to pay the 56,000 a year we're going to pay 28,000. That's right. But they didn't change that $11 take. And so that's been coming out. Well, it went from 148 to 170.10. Right. And it's still there, and they're not going to change that for next year either. Right. So they didn't give back the 11 that was for something they weren't paying, you know? But what's interesting is, you you know, you kind of have to tie Social Security and Medicare together because that's where your Medicare premium comes out of your Social Security benefit every year. Right. And you don't see it. And you don't it see it. It just happens. It just yep. happens. And and this year, they're expecting, because of that close to 9% inflation rate, Dr. Mark, that there could be an 8.7% adjustment to your Social Security top-line number. Yeah, and you can look at that and look at the yep. monthly and go, yep. well, you know, that's not that much. But it is because it is. Th- these are folks on yep. fixed incomes, yep. well, what's, and they're just seeing it go almost, up and up every what's day. What's almost 9% of $1,500? Yeah, you know, I'm not doing math. That's... Uh, <laughs> That's uh, like a hundred and twenty dollars yep. a month. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a real. It's number. a lot of money. It's a real yeah. number. Yeah. Yep. And if they're you're not on a fixed income. And and is that really? How does that make a difference for the system? Well, the 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 concern is that even though they're going to get this large uh, inflation adjustment for Social Security, they're wondering what Medicare is going to do on the other end right. to take it back. Right. Right. So exactly that's right. still kind of out to be seen. Yeah. No, so yeah, yeah, that that yeah. that yeah. I mean that's going to make a lot of people quite nervous. Yeah. And you know, all you can say is call your representatives and, and talk to them about this yeah. because this is this is out of our hands, no question yeah. about it. Yeah. What do we got next? Larry? Well, you know, while we're talking about cuts, you know, physicians are the go-to people with Medicare as well as commercial. Right. And under the legislation, CPT codes, which what does that mean, CPT? That's so. Those are the codes that you're you're charging for an actual procedure. Okay, they're procedural okay. codes. Okay, so, so let's say and they you, have a dollar value. They have a dollar value. That's right. So That's the right. the way it works is every procedure has a a a number associated right. with it, yeah. and you have a thing called relative value units. Right. So RVUs. Each, each procedure right. right. has a number of RVUs. Yep. And you get paid based on where you are and what your contract mm-hmm. is. You get paid a certain amount. Per RVU, yep. so the CPT code 
has an RVU, not a dollar amount attached That's right. to it. That's right. That's okay. right. And you know, and and I know we're getting into it a little bit deep, but the bottom line is proposed for 2023 is an eight and a half percent cut to physicians on these CPT code values, which ties into the RVU and all that. But bottom line is, it could take eight and a half percent away from physicians, and physicians are saying, okay, if you cut my Medicare allowable another eight and a half percent, I'm not only going to limit my Medicare patients, but I might stop seeing them altogether. Is it is it just a coincidence that the Social Security change, the cost of living judgment, was eight point seven percent? Not on a the one hand, and then the Medicare yeah. payment cups yeah. eight point five percent. Not a, not a and coincidence. And you know they they held this off uh, last year. Was it uh, they were they were going to do a two percent, and they held yep. that off. Yep. They did, and so now yep. we're coming back. I mean, again, yep. it adds up, and you're going to see yep. a lot of folks that that are going to be more upset yep. because yep. this is going to affect access. Well, physicians are saying, number one, uh, I may reduce or eliminate the number of Medicare beneficiaries that I see. Mm-hmm. Number two, I may have to cut staff, but including my clinical support and administrative support because I can't fund it. Right. And number three, if I have a satellite office, I may end up closing it. That's and, how serious right. this 8.5% is, Dr. Mark. No, no, it's going to... Well, because people, it's not as if, hey, things have been great for for 20 years and I'm happy to take. No, it's not like that at all. It's been a continued chipping away at the value. Our our rates for Medicare, if you if you look back to the payment plans back in the 80s, like 1985. Yep. We're getting paid more in 1985 than we are today. Oh, particularly on the specialist side. Yep. Primary care for what they call evaluation and management codes, yeah, right. meaning E&M. an office visit, right. that's pretty much stayed level. With it, yeah. With the but economy. not increased. Yeah, not increased. Not yeah. increased. And specialty procedure codes right. have dropped 20, 25%. And now they're looking at another nearly 10%. Right. And the way this pans out to, to, to clients is you mm-hmm. can call an office. And you can say, hey, do you take Medicare? Well, of course we yep. do. Yep. And then you try to make an appointment. And what they do is they run their appointment book to say, well, each week or each month, we're going to see X number of Medicare patients. Right. And once that's full, right. you got to bump them another month. Right. So you're going to be on a six-month waiting pretty darn quickly yes. if people say, I'm going to drop yes. the number, yes. even if they only drop it by 10%. Yep. Right. And, th- that's, and that's right. what they're going to look look at that's doing exactly easily because right. they can easily justify that. And a yep. lot of folks are going to drop it in half or drop out yep. altogether. And, you know, the other thing is you and I talked about before the show in this Medicare reduction, the gold standard, even for commercial private payers, is based on a percentage of the Medicare allowable. Right. So right. if they cut that, oh, yeah, and, then, you, yeah, right, and then as right. a physician, yes. you have to renew your contract or they put you on a new contract Guess what's going to happen no, to your you're, rates? You're, you're 100% right, and, and that's, that's a great right. point that people don't really think that much about, yeah. but you're exactly right. That's going to affect everything. Everything and, we and do. And we've been screaming that we don't. there aren't enough physicians in the U.S., and there's not enough coverage, and this is not going to help that argument at all, yep. at all. Yep. So yep. so that that's a little frustrating, Larry, I have to yep. say. And I'm not sure, you know, it's a, such when they're – I don't know where they got, got to a near yep. 9% change after fighting for years over holding the two percent yeah well i I don't understand this whole inflation thing and raising the federal interest rates to offset inflation so you're going to charge people more so you can bring inflation down well i just don't get that dr mark i thought i explained that to you (laughs) like like last month i explained how the federal reserve 
Well, it's because it's theory. It's not fact, right? That's right. That's it's right. not. It's not a chemistry right. equation. It is literally financial theory. Yeah. And and you know the yep. the Federal Reserve was was brought together to do exactly that yep. to sort of keep an eye on trends and for for lack of a better term to flatten the curve right right, right because right. what they don't want to see right. is in the great depression where you had this huge change and if you go backwards and look at what the factors were that caused mm-hmm. that then you start making these calculations right. of, of what's right. going to happen right. now many would argue that things have gotten a lot more complicated yep. we're much more a world economy than we were That's back true. during the yep. depression yep. And so that that throws it off, too. So so I'm not smart enough to argue (laughs) against it, but I totally understand why it wouldn't make much sense, because you'd think people are going to spend more money on the front side if they've got more money. That's right. And if you bump bump up costs and bump up interest rates, they're not going to buy a house. Exactly. You know, know, the the bottom line on this interest rate, I mean, this uh, payment decrease for physicians is that 30% of physicians say they will adjust their workload if this happens. 30%. 30%. I bet it'll be more. I it'll probably it'll be, more, be. Right? Yep. And because, as you say, there's a trickle-down effect to all the folks that they're just the taking commercial side. insurance. Yep. 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 It's been a great conversation today, Dr. Mark. Not a lot of great news, but we, we reported it. Right. All right. See you next week. See you. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.